Welcome to 9to5Mac Watch Time, a new interview series exploring the world of Apple Watch and how it's changing people's lives. I'm your host, Zach Hall. And this week, I'm joined by the Apple Watch Activity Challenge expert, Kyle Seth Gray. Welcome to Watch Time, Kyle. Thanks for being my next guest. Hi, Zach. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to being on the show. Hey, yeah. yeah. When I when it came up with the podcast idea, you were like on the top of my list, and I was so glad that you agreed to come on um, and, and, and talk about your experience with the Apple Watch, because it's like... If I, if I think of one experience as yours that just makes me want to strive and like stick with what I'm doing and go further, um, you're, I, I think just even just on Twitter, you're a terrific example of how to use what the watch has to better yourself. So just first off, thanks for, for sharing so much. I know me and a lot of people who follow you, uh, we, we, we get a lot out of that. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm always glad to do it. It's kind of a funny thing because, um, either just out of my enthusiasm for the platform and the watch itself to look at all the shiny badges that I have (laughs) or the capabilities that it has. It's, it's fun sharing it and it's kind of the capabilities itself and knowing like the ins and outs of the watch kind of lead right into my fitness journey. And I think it's kind of unique in that way. Yeah. And, and before we get too into the watch, um, kind of describe what you do for work and, and kind of who you are for people who don't know you, Kyle. Yeah, so I'm um, Kyle Seth Gray, also known as Kyle's the Gray. Um, I t- I tend to tweet a lot, mainly about technology, fitness, and of course the Apple Watch. Um, but what I do for work is I work in the healthcare industry, and um, what I'm focused on is modernizing the healthcare experience and making things simpler and easier for patients. Um, and how that applies to modern technology, like modern websites and modern applications that can do great things that help the patient experience be better. Yeah. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting your mom at WWDC 2018, uh, in San Jose. And, and I, so I learned a bit about you and your family background from, from that, but, uh, is what you do now sort of inspired by what your family does or where, where did you go from, you know, being a student to deciding this is what you want to do for your career? So it's, it's kind of a funny situation where both my mom and my dad are in the medical field by profession. And then I come along and I'm just like, I really like computers and technology. (laughs) And I actually went to school for marketing. Um, okay. But it, and it is kind of a true thing where I am interested in technology and I've always been a fan of what Apple does, what cool things companies are doing with technology. And because of my interactions with things like the Apple watch and the health and fitness category on the, on the iPhone and what Apple's doing there and what a lot of other companies like Strava are doing there. That got me more interested in the health field Mm -hmm. after kind of always being the one that just wanted to learn about technology. And that's kind of what got me into where I am now, where I'm working in the health field because of my kind of inspiration from how the Apple watch itself in my personal life has affected me and gotten me to be more healthy, pick up healthy habits. Um, and then just be more aware of where I am and how um, I see myself um, f- uh, in my wellness and fitness endeavors. Yeah, my, my my background's a bit like you know, sort of like that, where you've got you're just exposed to different things, and and but you're driven by your interest. And so for me, 
I went to school for journalism and, and I was really into, I followed closely the 2008 presidential election. I was turning 18 that year so I could vote and it was very exciting and there was, you know, it, it was historic. Uh, and so politics was like my main focus from, from, you know, 16, 17, 18. And I, didn't have like my family didn't have the money for Apple products. And it was the requirement for journalism school to have a Mac for using programs that are only on, on, on the Mac, like iMovie, for example, um, and courses that really exposed me to Apple in the first place. And then, you know, fast forward one, one thing leads to another. I work for nine to five Mac and even, you know, the the watch has been out for so long since it's been at nine to five Mac. I started in twenty thirteen, and and w- w- was the watch like um twenty fifteen launch? Is that right? Yeah, twenty twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So for the bulk of it, the watch has been a thing, uh, and it was a year after the watch was out that I really dived into the health and fitness stuff, and that's that has since taken so much of my focus, and it's just like. I, I think if I was still writing about like iPhones and Macs, I just wouldn't have the same excitement. And 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 there you can do amazing things with those, but the watch like unlocks a certain level of like emotion and passion that you can have and feeling that that might be you know harder to uncover without it. And and so it's it's funny how those things kind of come together. Um, and I think our, our our histories are similar too, where. I was not an athlete in, in school. Like, what was your history in, in, you know, middle school, high school with sports and athletics? Oh, man. Um, junior high consisted of my my mother encouraging me to do wrestling, which I just, I was not interested in whatsoever, um, but it was the after-school activity I had to do. Um, I also just wasn't very fit. I had, like, I would get very tired easily mm-hmm. in junior high and even in high school when... Um, the other activity I was forced to do um, was swimming where I'd, I actually did swim team um, for a semester. And I just, it was just kind of the thing where my, my, my parents are like encouraging me, like, try, try this out. You gotta, you gotta do this. And I just, yeah. I did not, I did not like it one bit. Like I, <laughs> I, I think back about it and it's just like, I just remember the hours of s- s- being in a sweaty gym room on wrestling mats and trying to do this stuff, which I did not like. And, an hour, an hour spent of swimming and always just feeling worn out. Cause I just, my stamina wasn't even there at that time either. So I right. just was not good at it. Like period. Like I'm pretty sure I, f- I finished solid last in probably everything <laughs> I did at that time. Yeah. I was going to ask you like how you, how you felt like you ranked yourself among your peers in both wrestling and swimming, because when you, when you've got that environment, it's awesome to be encouraged to try things like that. But if you, if you have to do it, then it's so different than if it's just for the love of the sport. And, and so you feel like you're probably last at everything. Yeah. I mean, it, part of it was being like for, for somewhat forced to do it, but also just, I was not, I, I was, I was scrawny. I was, a, I was a small kid. I had no stamina. I didn't have any endurance built up at, at the time. And I just remember like, I would always kind of be the last in swimming. I'd look up and everyone else was already at the wall and I'm just like trying to get my last <laughs> lap done. Um, but I mean, it, it was interesting at the time just because I, I mean, you'd look, you'd look at these people that were like insanely good. Like they would be winning state or having multiple years on there or they're making it to state. And I made it to state on swim team, but that's because they needed someone to do breaststroke. And I was the <laughs> only one that liked doing that. I hate, I hate, I didn't, it was like the one thing I found myself comfortable with, but yeah, it was definitely not 
my my highlight where I was actually physically good at it. Um, and so through all of high school, I just kind of, I did that. And um, I remember doing weights and I just kind of went along with the PE requirements that we had to do. But as soon as that was done, I was relieved and I was, I was out and I didn't do any kind of extracurricular physical activity up until basically college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, it, it, it was not something that I ever kind of found myself good at in, in high school or junior high. Yeah, me neither. And I always felt, I mean, like middle school and high school are hard anyway for like social reasons and growing up reasons and everything. But I, it just felt like, like torture for me where it's like, this is the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm least excelled at and mm-hmm. I'm most uncomfortable being, being in this room with these people who excel. I like, you know, I'd much rather be in a classroom where I feel like I'm kind of a natural at certain topics and subjects and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and a gym environment. I felt like I don't belong here. And then it's the opposite. It's where people who hate the classroom sometimes excel, you know, yeah. or, or, or yeah. somewhere in the middle. Um, and so I always found it like a, a, a a little bit humiliating. <laughs> and yep. I, I recall like in junior, maybe middle school before, um, I guess what you'd call junior high or high school, uh, just part of, part of the PE, um, course that week was to go outside and run a mile. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> there were people who ran and then there were people like me who had never ran before. And I don't think even tried. And so it was like a 20 minute mile, if even that, like maybe it was 30 minutes. So it was like a really mm-hmm. slow walk. Uh, did, did you have, did you have any experience with like running or anything in, in uh, school? Um, I did. Um, yeah, I do remember that mile test and mm-hmm. then maybe like the, the fitness gram pacer test that people kind of always joke about now where it's, they're running back and forth from line to line in the gym as the beeps get progressively quicker. Right. Um, but I do remember one semester where it was like, okay, we're going to run a mile at the beginning of the semester and run a mile at the end of the semester. And it was just, it was that it's, I mean, it was kind of like my introduction to running in the first place before I learned to pace myself. It's just like, I would just go out for an all out sprint and wear myself out in like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. A slow jog for the rest of it. That's, Um, that's what my, my daughter is six and she's, she's going into first grade and they have a running club. And so we've been practicing running together. Um, uh, cause with me growing up, like I lived with my grandparents for a while and then I'm going to live with my dad. It just, we, we didn't have that like sports relationship or like, exposure mm-hmm. to a- a- athleticism. Um, and it's so fun to be a dad now and like, you know, take my kids to races when I run and then encourage them to, to, you know, just try and see what you like. Um, but, but, but her behavior is like, go as fast as she can when she first starts mm-hmm. to run and then, and then walk, you know, for a little, like, she does like a, f- a fun run, you know, mile run. Uh, and I always tell her like, well, just sprint to the finish and you'll look like you ran the whole time and, and take a great photo. Um, but yeah, it's like such the instinct to do until, you know, you get experience with it, I suppose. Uh, um, with, with wrestling, so uh, swimming, you, I, I believe you still do now, right? You're, you're an active swimmer. Yeah. I found, um, the the side story of that was um basically i had the apple watch series three for a good amount after upgrading and i was like this thing tracks swimming my gym Mm -hmm. has a pool and maybe i should just actually try this again and yeah before i know it i would i regularly swim now and actually enjoy it and have improved in the past year and a half which is good to see it's so awesome to pinpoint an activity a physical activity in the real world to literally a feature on the apple watch like like yeah. you know now it can track swimming and not like it's it's not just like you can log a swim and, and see how many calories you burn but you can see which technique you used and and you mm-hmm. can 
what, what you insert the distance of the pool, right? And then so you can see how many laps mm-hmm. you went back and forth. Like you, as a swimmer, what, what sort of data and insight do you get from the watch that you didn't get before? Um, yeah, with, with swimming, I mean, I do, I do feel part of it feels like I'm like a walking, talking Apple watch ad where I'm like, oh, I, I did swimming just because the watch had it. And that's also how I got into yoga. Um, but, <laughs> but with swimming, it's goes, great so. because, um, you, you, I do remember vaguely from what I remember of swim team of just like having to try to count your laps and like, Oh, is this the last part of the set or is this lap five or where am I even? And when you get into like swimming for even just 10 to 15 minutes, you lose track fairly easily. And so Mm -hmm. the kind of mental overhead of counting laps, knowing how fast you've gone, even trying to like squint and look at the swim clock and make sure, okay, was that, was that a five or was that a two or like, Am, am I swimming on the minute, right? Um, all this kind of stuff that you do when you're professionally swimming, um, it, it takes all of that out where it's like, I don't need to try to keep track of things. I still have a vague idea, but I can just look at my watch and like, oh, I'm at 200 yards now. Okay. And it it just makes the overall thing a lot easier because when you're not counting laps and you're not trying to squint and look at a clock, um, when you're not trying to calculate your pace in your head afterwards or even like what traditional swimmers do where you have like literally a spreadsheet you bring to the pool and use some kind of like laminated thing and write times down and do calculations there it's just you get in and you just swim and i can do my i can do sets i can base it off of a um, workout sheet i have printed out and just do it and know that the watch keeps track of everything it can tell me what strokes i'm doing and i can go and look back a year ago and see how fast my pace was how i'm improving how my heart rate is lowered and that's like a giant thing when it's like when you're coming when it's something to swimming where I, I am trying to do things like competitions but i'm also just trying to improve my own physical fitness mm-hmm. i can look back at a day a year and a half ago in in march and say oh this is when this is how i was when i first started doing this kind of swimming and here's where i am now and even just having that heart rate which a lot of a lot like looking at other fitness trackers on the market for years like what garmin's had for 10 to 15 years not many of those can get heart rate from your wrist when you're swimming underwater. Like they easier, they usually say use a chest strap that uses this other signal thing. So it actually works through the water or use like a haphazard swim chart that, I mean, how the watch kind of was before watch OS five with the improved heart rate readings. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, it's gotten so good where I can, I can see my heart rate the entire time i can see the average heart rate see how i've improved know that my heart rate isn't at 170 anymore when i'm swimming at a pace that i was a year and a half ago and seeing how those um improvements uh, contribute to more efficient swimming yeah do you you track your swims with the built-in workout app or do you play with any third-party apps for swim tracking for for all of my workouts i do just use the built-in workout app just Mm -hmm. because um the sim- simplicity of it, I know it'll always work. It, I very rarely had any bugs with it that are like losing data or right. just crashing the watch. Um, and it has those achievements that are kind of tied to the workout app itself, like the seven day, seven workout week achievement, or mm-hmm. like any of the monthly challenges that use workouts. All of those are tied directly to the workout app, even though the other things, other apps can write to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, for the longest time, I would play with different third party running apps on the watch. And, you know, you still close your rings with those and you can get achievements. But, um, 
starting probably with Watch OS 5 when, when they added features like the rolling mile and mm-hmm. cadence. And then now with Watch OS 6, like elevation, not just elevation, but, but changes like the max P, like the max and lowest elevation points, I think, in, in the workout. They just keep adding more and more things to the built in app that it's hard to go to something else because you're going to miss out on some features. Um, yeah. I, for all the for all the workouts and everything like i do have a few times where i want to export things to strava like if i do a yeah. run i still want to export it to strava for the features it has i just tend to use that health fit app which does an excellent job of just getting any data i have in health kit or any workout from the built-in watch and put it literally anywhere like if it if it has an online web api or if it can import dot fit files health fit can get it to there and that's that's kind of what i use yeah, it's a great recommendation. Health Fit, so it's it's all one word. It's it's a I think it's a paid app on the App Store. Yeah, it's like three bucks. Uh, yeah, and, and it's super worth it because you, you you buy it one time and then suddenly, if you are a big Strava user but you don't like the Strava app on the Apple Watch, for example, then uh, and you want to use some of the features of the built-in workout app on the Apple Watch, then Health Fit can take that data. And I never have to like take an action to get it there. I I have alerts on and not even like with the sound, but just the quiet alerts on the iPhone, mm-hmm. just, and not the pop-up, but just that you see in notification center, like just passively, just to know, oh, it's working in the background. Um, but then that feeds, if I do a, a run or a, a bike ride or a swim or something, it feeds it into Strava. And then all of a sudden I'm getting like Strava interaction without even, like I'm, I'm I don't open Strava, <laughs> but yep. I'm getting like kudos and comments and things. And, <laughs> and then also all the, like, you know, Strava is better, I think, than, than the activity app, but some of the, um, like personal records, like this is your fastest, mm-hmm. you know, um, half marathon or something like that. Like Strava can, can look at the data and, and do that. Um, are there any other, uh, like health, health, it's a great recommendation. Are there any, any other, uh, apps that you use in the orbit of your Apple Watch for health reasons and, and fitness tracking? Um, yeah, so with Strava, at least that, that app, it's really great if you do, um, running by itself, but also if you just do triathlon or if you're a triathlete like me, um, it, it's great for biking. It has cool little like segments so you can like set records or compete with friends that are around you and biking the same routes. Um, you can even see things like flybys, like, oh, who was that group of cyclists that went by and how far did they go if they have their settings to share that, which are kind of fun to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it also has this feature that I like to use called it's like fitness and freshness. And it like uses a bunch of stuff, but it, like your heart rate and pace. And like, if your heart rate is especially elevated or if your pace is slower and your heart rate's not as elevated, it, it'll do these calculations to say like, how are you performing? How are you doing versus a year ago? Um, kind of what the activity app is doing with trends. Um, but it's just more of a, it's more of a data junkies platform where it has everything from, it, it'll show the temperature of the day. It'll show, um, the temperature throughout if it has that data and it'll show just interactive data that for social purposes for friends that may not have an apple watch and activity sharing mm-hmm. um, so strava strava really is the stellar app there for any running or biking um, and even swimming too because it just it does have a good way of displaying all the data in an easily consumable format like yeah, it- on any device yeah, I think of it as like the like the unifying social network among you know across platforms and and sport. Like you said, if you're a triathlete, it, it's going to work with all three uh, sports. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask about wrestling. So, you, so swimming, you've you you 
had experience with that in, in school and then you've returned to it. Um, and, and I think out of just pleasure, right? Like this is all on your yeah. own and no one's making you anymore. Um, mm-hmm. is there anything from wrestling that like that, that carries over to today or was it just an experience in high school and, and, and that, that you left in, in high school? <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's definitely one I just kind of left behind. Um, at least for some of the fitness stuff, like uh, thinking about it, what we would do in wrestling, a lot of it was, more high intensity training. I think we did some weights, but not a lot, but it mm-hmm. was, I just, I, 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 frankly, I only remember like running around <laughs> the mats and for hours and trying different like up down exercises and things that I would attribute to a high intensity interval workout now. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a thing kind of of the past, not something I'd pursue anymore. Yeah. And, and then going back to like 2012, 2013, 14, and, um, uh, before the watch is, is out there, it's kind of like rumored, but not launched yet. Um, what, what is, what is your sort of daily fitness routine back then before the watch comes out? Um, so 20, I want to say 2012, I, I, I got one of those Fitbit, um, I want to say Alta, uh, Oh no, the Fitbit Flex. So it was like this little accelerometer nubbin thing that you would put in this rubber wristband <laughs> right. and it did the step tracking and that's all it kind of was is it was a glorified step tracker. Um, the fitness, app, the Fitbit app got capabilities where similar to like the first gen Apple watch, you could take your phone with you on a run and you could start the run from the Fitbit um, by doing some weird tapping combination because it had no display. Um, and so it could track things like that. Um, but really it was just a step tracking with some achievements and some friendly competition, but, um, it never really had, it it kind of just had the 10,000 steps and it kind of stuck it at that for a long time. Like Mm -hmm. later capabilities added like, um, goals and more focuses on calories and maybe improving your goals, but it really was just a steps tracker and, um, similar to what you've said with, um, other people on the show, it's like once the iPhone kind of got step tracking and once there was like a more fitness focused market, it was like, why, why do I have this weird little wristband thing? Right. Um, yeah. Cause it, it never really encouraged me too much. Like I would, I would go out and say like, Oh, I have 2000 more steps to get 10,000 and it's seven at night. Maybe I'll go for a, a walk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never, in ways that the Apple watch and just fitness apps in general have done where they're like, try this workout or do this kind of thing that you never really thought of or, or um, try this calorie goal or focus on this exercise minute stuff instead of just steps where the Apple watch totally like de-emphasizes steps. Like you have to hunt for them if you want to, there's no like achievements based on them, which I think is for the better because I I think like the focus on move goals and, and brisk minutes or exercise which Fitbit has moved towards. I think that, I think that works a lot better for more people. Cause it's like, I could, I can go and do an hour of strength training or an hour of yoga and I can get zero steps from that. But if I have right. a device that focuses on exercise and calories rather than steps, then it, then I get the proper credit for that. How many steps is in a swim? Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the Fitbit, um, I think one of my coworkers, when he tried to do different devices for swim tracking, um, he, I think he had a Fitbit at one point or, a some device, but it would still like count steps, even though he was swimming. And it was just, it's, it's a little thing, but it's nice that the Apple watch doesn't do that. Like if you go on a bike ride or a swim or just things that it knows the, the requires to use yeah. like the, yeah. 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 Um, did you ever, did you ever experience the Nike fuel band before the Apple watch came about? I didn't, I wanted to for the longest time. I think I, 
I, I used their app that kind of like imitated it for the step tracker on the iPhone. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I did, but yeah. you know, I had, I had the Fitbit. They, they were on to something and, and I worked at the Apple store and we carried them in the Apple store and they were popular among people that worked there. But the, I think the idea there was to take Nike fuel as like this brand new metric of, of your fitness, you know, uh, to track it, uh, as an insight. And it, they were definitely on to something with like, like gamifying your move, movement in a way that isn't motivational and you can compete with people. Um, mm-hmm. and I think like Nike fuel band was like definitely evolved into, you know, was like absorbed into and evolved into like what we know as the Apple watch, but the Apple watch was just like so much more sophisticated and, and, and not like a, we're going to invent a new metric. I mean, we have the activity rings, which is a, a great way to, frame something that you are already capturing um but they were definitely on to something what about the the ipod plus nike integration like wh- where they had the chip in the shoe and certain pairs of nikes you could have the like pedometer in your shoe and then attachment on your ipod and then track like a, a run or walk that way yeah i i remember that coming out because i had my first my first ipod actually was that like first gen ipod nano the the super shiny scratchy one yeah <laughs> um but then Later, I upgraded to the 6th gen, the one with the little flip camera in it, um, just the video camera on an iPod Nano. Yeah. And that one actually had it almost similar to like the first gen Apple Watch in a way. But if you took that one with you and you like, it, it, it had the Nike Plus app on it. And even without that little foot pod, you could go for a run and then you could, it would like estimate your distance. Like it would assume you either had it strapped to your arm or you were holding it in your yeah. hand and running and then at the end of the run you could actually like it say the ipod nano would say like this mile this looks like a 2.3 mile run and you'd be like oh it's actually 2.5 or it's 2.0 and it would like calibrate itself based off of that and it had that one actually had a step tracker as well like i think before the iphone had one yeah and And I, i did actually use that for a brief amount of time yeah, I, looking back, what I'm what I'm kind of realizing now in my head is that the the like pre Apple Watch stuff that I, I never like got into Fitbit and things like that, but like with the uh, the Nike Feel Band and and with the Nike Plus iPod integration, it was just so primitive that I think mm-hmm. if you were already an athlete and you were a techie, they were nice ways to sort of quantify what you're already doing, but they weren't so motivational that you'll pick it up and you'll want to go and explore a new exercise. And for me, that's what the watch was like, was like, here's a list of workouts. And if you want to get the most out of your watch, you've got to do these workouts <laughs> or mm-hmm. like you're using, you're leaving pictures on the table. Um, when you, when you, let's, let's go to 2015. So this is the first generation Apple watch launches. Um, what's your experience like with the very first Apple watch and, and, and how does it affect you with, with health and fitness? Yeah. So about, I want to say a year and a half before that it launched, um, a friend of mine had kind of encouraged me and, and, they basically told me, Hey, I want to get back into running and you, you kind of want to start running period. Like, and this is a person that was, she was formerly on the cross country team in high school and she would like compete on track and field. And so she like, she was the opposite of me where she was a runner and, uh, um, an athlete like from her teenage years and she mm-hmm. just needed to get back on the horse. And I was like, Oh, I've never like run for fun. Really? Like I have this step tracker. I think at the time I even used my Fitbit on a few of the runs before just kind of going off of her Garmin. Um, but she had encouraged me and I, I kind of worked with her to get into running period. And she taught me like how to pace myself that you don't need to run a five minute mile every mile. You can do a 10 minute mile and it, it feels weird when you get into it, but you can 
pace yourself and like, oh, I can actually run three miles, four miles without stopping. Um, and so going, going off of that, and then I got to the point where I'd actually go to the gym and do a little bit of running here and there. Never, nothing really constant, um, up until the Apple watch. And when, uh, when I first got it, I, I do remember like, I'm like, oh, these, these rings are interesting. I'll try to close them. And I think it set me to something absurdly high for the first time when I got it. I'm like, I'm going to do this every single day and just start <laughs> out the gate at this, like, I want to say I like, I, when you set it up, I like chose the, like, I'm, I'm super active. I can do that every day. Yeah. When it was like, no, I mean, I definitely, I definitely couldn't hold that up, but I did, I did, um, I had signed up for my first, um, 10 K briefly after getting the watch, just kind of like, Oh, I'll, I'll try this. And I would, I would kind of not consistently, but I would like look at the rings and check out the first achievements and say, I'll try that. Or I'll, I'll get my bike that's been collecting dust and get my first bike ride award. Um, but I mean, almost similar to you and similar to Ben, um, it wasn't really something consistent. I'd close, I'd close my rings every once in a while. I wasn't really good on the streaks or I'd, I'd break the streak after a little bit just cause it was like, Oh, it's, I wouldn't notice, or I wasn't as like attentive to it. Like I'm like, Oh, I just happened to have a 20 day streak and then it ended. Um, but that first watch I did end up getting into more of like, what's a sustainable way to be more active and something I can enjoy, mm-hmm. um, that I can do every day without, without injury or do just do consistently over time. And that, Eventually, I just got into kind of spin classes where my college at the time had um, spin classes available early in the morning at a at an ungodly hour um, <laughs> where I would I would get to the I would get to the gym at like 6 a.m. and attend a spin class. And I started doing that more often before I, I finally um, upgraded my personal bike to have like a commuter bike and ended up biking to school every day. It was like seven miles. And oh, nice. Um, that kind of came as the result of like, I, li- I live this close to school. They have some bike friendly roads. Let's not pay for our parking pass this semester because it's a hundred dollars or something like that. And let's just make myself bike every day. They have showers at the school. I can just do that. Um, and that, that, that kind of led to the start of me and my, um, cr- crazy ring closing, um, <laughs> streak that I have going of just different ways that I found like, Oh, I can, I can bike every day or I can just do it and not even a hard bike ride, but just leisurely bike and use it as a commuter. Um, instead of worrying about traffic, worrying about parking, worrying about, um, car trouble or anything and just do that. And when you don't have a parking pass and your only option is to bike or take the bus, you end up biking a lot. Like it was kind of a funny, weird self encouragement Mm -hmm. of just like, I have to, I have to start biking now. And if I can't, I can't just say, Oh, I don't, I don't want to work out because no, it's like, I have to go to school or I have yeah. to, go to work. So I, I, ha- I have to bike. That's a great insight to, to find something that you can replace. That's a function of your day. Not just like, I want to get to the gym more often, but like, I have to get to work, I have to get to school. If you can find a way to integrate it as part of your day, where it's not even a choice, it's just, this is part of what you do. Then you see it show up on your watch. Like this just passively capturing the data in the background. That mm-hmm. that's I think that I think you're onto something with that. Like that, I, I think I need to find ways in my own life because I can go for a run, I can go to the gym, but if I don't do anything out of my routine, it's very rare that I'll I'll make progress on my rings beyond you know walking around the house. So uh, that's something I need to keep in mind. Yeah, uh, it's something. It's something that I mean, it was it was super kind of con- nice to stumble upon, and it was just it led from spin classes to the biking as commuter. I just, I just need to find a way to like 
lock a door unless I lift weights or something. <laughs> right. Do do a forced way to lift weights because that's something I lack in. What what's your what's your now that you know you, you fast forward to today? What's your daily routine like? And 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 you know if you can close your rings just from getting through your day on your own, what does it look, look like to want to go and have like a, a big workout session, you know, getting outside or, or however you want to do it? What, what are your sort of habits now? So kind of continuing the whole um, tr- being inspired by the workout app of like what I can do or, or what I can try. Um, when watchOS 5 added the, the yoga workout, um, I found this great app called Down Dog. Um, and I'll, I'll send you a link to that where they have these like kind of randomly generated, um, but still structured yoga workouts that are like focused on flexibility, focused on strength training. Um, and that led, to, I kind of got to that because I'm, I'm terribly inflexible, um, <laughs> like, like palming the floor, like trying to touch my toes or palm the floor is something that's very hard for me. Or mm-hmm. I've had, I've actually had to like doctors like question my flexibility with like my hamstrings or something. They're like, how are you, how are you, how are you that unflexible? (laughs) Um, so both of them had recommended yoga at one point. So I'm like, Oh, the watch has yoga. So I'll try yoga now. Mm -hmm. So I, I use that great app for that. Um, and I try to do that. Um, I use the streaks app to like, say I need to do yoga two to three times a week and try to keep up with that. And that's another one of those passive automatically updating things based off the health app where it's like, it'll, it'll automatically bug me some more time throughout the week. It's like, Hey, you need to do yoga one more time, or Mm -hmm. you've done three times this week. Great job. Um, so I, I try to do that a couple of times. Um, uh, up until recently, I I am just kind of nursing a IT band issue, which is this tendon that gets really tight and rubs against your knee the wrong way when you run too much and you're either unflexible or don't have the strength. But for a while there, I would, I would try to, um, at least do something before work. I like, I like to get active in the mornings. I really, Mm -hmm. it feels like a great start to my day. And when I was at a time, um, kind of waking up, getting ready and going straight to work, I always just kind of felt not, not tired is the wrong term, but it's, it's nice to like have time before you go to your job, before you go to your daily tasks of just like, this is me just improving myself. And so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm very much a morning person when it comes to comes to workouts um and so usually these days I'm, I'm either biking before work or on and on the weekends i usually swim in the mornings at a local pool um and when i can when i fix this injury or um get better at it i i try to run at least a few times a week and I'm, i've kind of almost at, at, at one point i was like basically doing a triathlete thing where it's like i'd run one day i'd cycle the next day and i'd swim the other day and on weekends i'd either do a long swimming session or a long bike ride, which are really fun. But right now I'm just mainly cycling a, a, a good amount every week. Yeah. The, the point about making time before work starts, the way I see that is it's almost like stealing part of the weekend into the work week, you know, and you, you associate yeah. how you feel on the weekends with like, you can do whatever you want. It's your own time. And if you can find that, you know, even if it means waking up an hour or two earlier, uh, and going to bed earlier, then, then finding ways to still time for yourself in the weekday can really improve, you know, probably also like how you feel at work too, you know, not just out, outside yeah. of work. Um, with, with all of your cross training, what are, what are like, what's your at, you know, if you want to go for a big bike ride, like what's your mileage there and what's your, you know, how long are you, are you going out and kind of where are you biking around and what's that like? Um, I, uh, my mileage for biking, I try to do, um, somewhere like if I'm doing a long ride, it's usually an hour and a half or two hours at the, at the minimum. And 
you can you can do it in a very easy way where you're not you're not going gung-ho the whole time because like, like just like with running you can wear yourself out but you mm-hmm. can go at like a kind of coasting along of just trying to go far and you can you can make a 15 to 30 mile ride um easy that way and there's some there's some great mountains around here or there's some bike trails that kind of just run alongside the canals around here which are nice to go on and you can go really far and there's like starbucks or walmart's along the way if you need like a drink or you need food which is always a fun thing of just how much (laughs) how much you need to fuel yourself when you're going on those kind of long rides right um it's i mean i've literally had like a five pack of nature valley bars with me if i'm going with on like a 50 mile ride it's feeling the Um, tank yeah 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 it's it's totally it's totally just fuel which is just kind of funny but it's just like i'm just chowing down on these as i'm cruising down the road um but yeah, I, I try, I try to do like a hour and a half to two hours on the week, the weekends. And then if I'm just doing a daily thing, I mean, I can very easily just go, I can find time to do like an hour bike ride and just easily close my rings. Like biking almost feels like it's cheating with the Apple watch because you can, you can do a leisurely bike ride for like 45 minutes and close your exercise ring and move ring very easily and have a, and have a good time. Yeah. 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 Have a good time and, and beat your friends at competitions. Yeah. What, what part of the country are you in for our listeners? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm um, I'm in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's a different terrain than a lot of the rest of the country, maybe even the world. Um, when you're on like a thirty mile bike ride, like how do, how are you using your watch? Do you have your phone with you as well, or or, or and do you use it for music, or, or are you you know trying to preserve battery life as best you can? What's that like? So if it is an hour or less, and I'm just going quickly in the morning, I'll usually just bring just the watch um, and a pair of headphones i i only ever have one air air um headphone in i don't mm-hmm. i don't have both noise canceling headphones in when i'm on a bike ride because that's dangerous. yeah um but i do have one in uh and then i listen to music off of the watch um usually i do have s- cellular turned off just because i don't need it but it is there in case of emergency which i really really like i like the kind of feeling of like if, if God forbid, if I, if I get hit by something or if I mess up on my bike, my, my, my watch can call 911 automatically and text my family members. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which is a grim thing you have to think about, but when you're out biking, it is something to be aware of where it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I have this device that can, if they do look on find my friends, they can look at, look at where I am. And if something awful does happen or I need, I need help, or if I just get a flat, cause I, I'm running, I'm riding way far out and, and didn't bring a backup or something silly like that. I can contact them with my watch. Um, but for anything longer, I usually go, I, I do usually bring my phone just for safety or if I want to take pictures along the way. Um, and just for that extra kind of buffer of like, if something happens, I can contact people. But the other thing I do use with the watch is I use this, um, oh, what's the brand? The, uh, the, it's a Wahoo heart rate strap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I use this heart rate strap that connects blue, with Bluetooth to my watch that does the heart rate the entire time where if I, if I don't do that, like if I go on a, like a two hour ride and I just have the watch by itself, it can easily go down to like 50% battery. But if I bring a heart rate strap and, and, and bring my phone, it, it'll barely use like any battery. Like I can, I can go very far and still finish off the day without to- charging or topping off the watch. If I have my external heart rate monitor. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great tip. And so if, if you don't have an external heart rate monitor and you want to prolong battery life, you can choose to not track heart rate in a workout, but then you just don't get as much data and as much accuracy. Um, so using a Bluetooth heart rate monitor on one of those longer workouts is a great idea. I use the Polar OH1 arm strap and 
the I guess like before I, I, I use this, I use one of the chest straps where you kind of mm-hmm. wet, wet the end of it and you put it on your chest. And that just felt like for my lifestyle, you know, I'll, I'll use it a few times, but it's going to be a special occasion. I'm not going to use this every single day for every single workout. But with the Polar OH1, it's, I mean, it's like a, it's a little tiny sensor that looks about like the, the back of the series four Apple watches in terms of the, how the heart rate monitor looks. And then it's on a band and then you put it on your arm, like either your lower arm or your upper arm. And the downside of it is that it's so tiny and, and it uses Bluetooth. So you need to charge it after eight hours or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really convenient. And so I just put it on the charger after every few workouts and, and, and you get, you know, really, really great data from it. And you get to preserve your battery life on your Apple Watch if you want to use it with cellular or streaming music or, you know, messaging or something like that, then it, it's, it, you know, it, you can use that for longer. Uh, um, what, what's like the most intense? So, so that's kind of your, your, your average, you know, your routine. What's like the most intense workout that you've done before where you're like, I'm going to go all out and like push myself to a limit I'm not done before? So the longest, the, the longest standalone, um, it is a it is a toss up because I I I try to do I was actually training for a marathon last year but I I didn't unfortunately make it all the way because of literally just a inflamed uh, knee issue mm-hmm. nothing major no tissue damage but the the best one I've done cycling is like a I think it's like a sixty three mile or a sixty five mile bike ride which is like a four and a half hour ride yeah. um, it or a hundred kilometers um, it's called like they call it a metric century. Um, and that one, I, that one is, was back when I was up in Utah and it was, there was this really nice mountain trail that people would cycle all the time. And so it was, it was like, it was a 60 mile ride plus about 8,000 feet in elevation gain nice. um, through, through the mountains. And it was just, it was, it was really fun and beautiful. And there was this loop that I, once I accomplished it, like I had set a goal of like, I need to do that sometime. And once I had accomplished it, I, I did it multiple times while I was, I was still, um, up there for college, um, it was just this beautiful mountain range um, that I would, and I would just do that on my own, just on a Saturday. I'm like, I'm just going to go out and and do that and, and stop and take pictures, make sure to, I mean, the fun thing about long bike rides is you don't have to do the whole thing all in one. You can stop, you can take breaks, you can, or if you're, you're like me, you can stop at a Starbucks multiple times because <laughs> fuel up. you yeah. forgot, yeah, if you, if you run out of fuel or something like that, um, that was kind of my fun favorite thing to do for those kind of rides and then my other accomplishment was last year i actually did my first triathlon mm-hmm. awesome congratulations I, thank you um it's a sprint triathlon and so it's it's half of an olympic triathlon which basically means you depending on the triathlon the swim part can be different but it's swim 800 meters um or about about 950 or so yards um bike 12 miles and then run 3.1 miles and mm-hmm. i i I had a, a finish time I was proud of because I was, it was my first time. It was like an hour and 24 minutes of just moving time. Um, and then I actually had gotten second place in my age group. So I have a nice little medal from that. Awesome. Um, but that was up in, and that was all on the Apple watch. I did that up in, um, Bear Lake, Idaho, which was freezing cold. Um, <laughs> I want to say that I want to say the water was like 50 degrees, which was the hilarious part. Cause I just showed up in shorts and everyone else had wetsuits because I just didn't buy one in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a fun thing. But yeah, I had I had the Apple Watch going the whole time, and that one I even had heart rate going, and um, just the Apple Watch because you don't really I, there's regulations about bringing a phone with you during triathlons. Sure. Um, which and and so I just had the Apple Watch, and it it went went like a champ through a whole triathlon, which was really really 
cool just to see that summary screen with the multi-sport thing where it's like you did this you did this swim this run and this bike all all in one thing and and here's how many total calories and here's like the crazy breakdowns with it so yeah it was really cool to do that yeah i i see you on twitter and when you complete some of these like mega workouts just you know casual saturday uh, how many calories you're burning and then like how much food uh you require <laughs> to get through the day and like uh, going to what in and out burger or whatever and like, usually just, requires an in and out trip afterwards <laughs> yeah just treating yourself because you burn just an immense amount of calories like what is like on a, on a mega bike ride i guess what i'm gonna call it like how many calories yeah. are you burning there uh, two and a half hours or three hours, you can very easily burn um, anywhere from 1,800 to 2,500 calories. <laughs> it's like just 2,000 extra, so basically. Yeah. And for the longest time, like, you, you used to have your, I think your move goal right now, if I looked on activity sharing earlier this morning and it was around 600 per day yep. is your goal. I think for a while you were like double that every single day. Like I know when we first started activity sharing together, <laughs> yours was just off the charts. <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. even a comparison. For a while, I was just, um, and when you're commuting on bike on a bike every day, your mm-hmm. Apple Watch is just like, okay, okay, up your calorie goal every single week. And for a while, I was following that. And it, it is pretty good at being consistent at keeping you if you're not like crazily exceeding it. But it did increase it to a like unreasonable amount where if I did need a rest day, which I've learned over time that I need, I, you definitely need to emphasize those more often, um, that it would be like, I, I can't. I can't do that high of a cal. I can't do a thousand calories on like a day where I'm just doing an easy walk and maybe some yoga or strength training as kind of like my rest day instead of doing like a mm-hmm. two hour bike ride. Um, so yeah, I had, I had kept it high for a long time um, up until last fall when I just kind of, I was like, okay, what's, what's like the average I do if I do like, like just a normal day of moving about, like when, when I'm going to work or just walking around um, and then maybe some, yoga for dedicated exercise which i tend to do a lot um what what's the goal that's reasonable within that amount and and for me that's about 600 where if i do an hour bike ride even if it's not intense i can hit that fairly easily or if i just get a good amount of walking in and then maybe do 25 minutes of yoga or 30 minutes of yoga like that Mm -hmm. then i can hit that goal and that's that's kind of where my baseline is right now where because the apple watch doesn't have those rest day capabilities or even though it in, or it has the weekly summary that will encourage you even if you just have a few days where you're just above it um i just kind of keep it there just as a way of like i can totally double this some days and i'm fine with that but i just have a level that i want to maintain it at that's that's not like gonna end up hurting me yeah that's a great point i mean how to even set your goal is is tricky and then how do you handle the days where you don't think you can do what you usually do, you know, cause, cause mm-hmm. there, there are no rest days in terms of, you know, I'm out today and, but I want to keep a streak going and I want to close yeah. these rings and feel great about it. So, so you've, you've found a way for you to, to do that where you can close your rings and that's awesome. I mean, and, and I, I've, you know, the, 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 the international, the yoga challenge on uh, international yoga day a few yeah. weeks ago, I saw on Twitter, just so many people who were trying yoga for the first time because it was an <laughs> achievement on the watch. You can earn a badge that way. And that's awesome. I think that's like a very specific example of what the watch does at scale, which is, you, yeah. you know, you wear it for one reason or another. And if you just tip, you know, you dip your toe into the water, you'll find there's a lot more there to, discover um and and with the achievements and like unlocking trophies like that you you do want a a move goal where 
you can quadruple. Like, did you ever quadruple from like a thousand <laughs> calories in your uh, goal? Like, no, I, I can't say I could ever quadruple that one. Thankfully, yeah. and that, that and would, that is, that yeah, yeah, and that is one of the goals that you know that that they want to push you toward is to double your move goal and triple it and quadruple it. So, so you want a baseline that that way you can do that. And and you know if you do double it, you should feel good about it. So I, yeah. I think it's a good thing. Um, when I first started. I, like day one of making a move goal, you know, like you, you, you just kind of describe your, your fitness level and it chooses for you. Um, for me, it was like, I'm, I'm not active. And so it was too low, but it's like, but mm-hmm. I want to be active. So let me do a 30 minute exercise. So I just did 30 minutes on the elliptical, you know, at the pace that I could. And at the end of the day, I was like, well, where, you know, where am I? And I think I was at like seven or 800. And so I made that my goal. Um, but then the next day, I was like, I was stressing because it was, I wanted to go to bed and I wasn't quite there yet. And so <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down to 500 because then that's, I can, I can probably do that in a workout if I want to, like if I want to dedicate an hour to it or something. So that's been like my feel good goal for the longest time. Uh, and like you, I, I would, I, as, as it recommends, like, you know, a percent jump every week, you know, I took that. I think I took it to like 850 or so. And then I was like, yeah. this isn't sustainable for me. Um, but it's all personal personalization. Um, and, and another thing about streaks is like having a streak every day in a row has a lot of value, but I think something that, that goes less, you know, it's, it's, it's like less in your face is just every day that you close your, your, your move goals that counts, even if it's not consecutive toward yeah. unlocking the number of days award. So historically it's been what, 100 365, 500, 1,000. And, yeah. and now they're adding more with Watch OS 6 this fall. And I think yeah. you, you, you might be to blame for that. <laughs> but. I, 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 I will neither confirm or deny my yeah. responsibility for those. But, but, but you've got new, new, new challenges. So mm-hmm. um, 1,250, 1,500, 1,750, 2,000. And, and it makes sense. Like, as the, if you're a day one watch customer, then like in your closing rings every day or a lot of days, you're just going to start hitting those really high numbers. And it, yeah. and it makes sense to evolve the challenges for the age of the watch and, and how people are using it. So that's awesome. Yeah. It feels like with watchOS 6, they're really getting a lot of that in there where it's like, people have a year's worth of data sometimes. And so they have the new trends feature, which mm-hmm. um, I have, I've yet to try out, unfortunately, because I'm scared of the betas. Yeah. Um, but Smartly it, so. it, yeah, but it's like a good way. Like if, even if you don't do a streak or you don't get perfect month, it's like, you can see compared to a year ago, how am I doing? Am I getting things like the stands and floors, which they don't even have real achievements for really mm-hmm. um, yeah. where it's like, am I doing more floors, which I'm, I'm kind of excited about because at my new office there where I'm on the, I'm on a h- higher floor. So I'm like going up flights of stairs every day and <laughs> a few co a few coworkers who actually have the Apple watch now. And they'll, they encourage each other. Like if we're coming back from lunch or a meeting, they're like, okay, let's go take the stairs while the rest of everyone else takes the elevator. And so it's now that we can actually like, besides just showing our Apple watches and say, here, look how many flights I've climbed today. Cause I've gone back and forth or now you can actually see like how that's increased. So like things like the, stairs and the stand hours that don't really get emphasized in awards um and alongside those new awards that are just cumulative rather than all in a row which i'm I'm very happy to see apple add those yeah i'm looking at my 90 day trends right now and so there's a section called keep it going and i've got exercise 
flights and running pace. And those are all up. So those are trending upward. And it, it's cool to see 11 flights a day is like the, the trend there. Uh, and that's from living on the third floor apartment <laughs> with no elevator. Um, the next time I move to a house with no stairs, I'm going to have like, that's going to go down, but I'll feel okay about that. Uh, and then, and then there's things like worth a look and it shows like my move, even though my move, uh, number is above my goal, it's still trending down. Um, and they recommend trying to burn like 202 calories more than my move goal to have that trend back up. And the same mm-hmm. for stand. It's above goal, but it, it, it's trending down. So this, it's cool to see these insights. There's also distance, just miles traveled per day and just walking pace. Um, and then there's, there's another section called needs more data. And these are, I think these might be new, like stand minutes is one where yeah, it's not just the, yeah, not just the, the number of hours that you've moved around and at least one minute of, but also how many minutes of, of the hours are you, are you, you know, are you active for one minute of 12 different hours or are you active for like 45 minutes of 12 different, you know, of, of all okay. the hours and then, and then cardio fitness uh, and that's looking at VO2 max. And so both of these need more data to have a trend, but um, this is a great way to reward longtime users and then just give way, you know, feed more insightful data, actionable data, because each one has a recommendation and you can tap in and see even more information Um and it's just a great example of the Apple Watch evolving from something that was, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of like Pebble and Fitbit and even like the Nike Fuel Band to something very sophisticated. Even if you ignore the watch, the, the workout stuff, to now it's it's becoming like, I, I, you know, I, 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 one thing I want to get into in, in a future episode of the show is is talk with people in the sort of traditional run race world because you still mm-hmm. see a lot of non-Apple watches in that space. And I think battery life is a probably a factor there. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but there's just like, there are the Apple watch is getting to be like, I think it's like a hidden secret. It's like underrated mm-hmm. for how good of a, a, a sports watch that it is. Like, how, like how much data does an outdoor run track now? Like they've added cadence and there's so many things like your rolling mile. You can see so much data because it's a smart computer from, you know, the company that makes the iPhone. <laughs> so it's really, really getting advanced. And, and uh, I'm glad that like, you and I can enjoy these things and, and, and more people too. Um, the last thing I want to talk to you about is the role that music plays for you in your life with the Apple Watch and working out and, and health and activity. Um, I know like, like me, you're a live concert goer. And, mm-hmm. and, and so talk, talk to me about the, the role that music plays in, in, in workouts in the Apple Watch. Yeah, it definitely feels um, coming from someone that did, was an avid iPod user, but then never like used one of them for fitness, but just never really got into like the Nike pod or I didn't have any of the clip iPods because by that time I had an iPhone. Um, it really does feel like just the modern evolution of where the iPod Nano was, where it's like I have this thing that now can stream anything um, from from Apple Music. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoy using it for for running and even just even when I'm out on a walk and I want to listen to something, um, the Apple watch and the AirPods or, or my power beats is like my main motivator. Like I have, I have, I have these power beats that I, I take on every, basically every exercise I do. Um, and I've, I've, I've beat the tar out of them, but they're still, <laughs> they're still working. And, um, it, music really is my main motivator there where I have this, I have this exercise playlist that I thoroughly love. Um, that has all kinds of different stuff, um, songs on it. And if I play it from like start to finish without shuffling it, I can even kind of 
gauge where I am pace wise or how long it's been without like looking at the watch. Um, but having, having a, having a watch that syncs my favorites and syncs like a playlist I've made, but also kind of keeps up to date based off like what new single or what new album I'm listening on. Like it's, it's, it really feels magical when I'm just like me and my, my AirPods or my, or my power beats and just listening to music and going for a run or a bike ride and just, it, it, it's a good motivator and I can see a big difference. Like if I, I do have those rides where I'm just going more casual and I'm just like enjoying the environment more, but I can, I can tell that I push myself harder when I'm listening to music. I really, really like, mm-hmm. um, it's like having a coach I, with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is like having a coach and it's, it, it's just this extra little motivator that, that gets me to the finish. And so those, those times where I don't have music, where, especially if I am trying to compete, it's, it's almost a little bit more difficult. Like I'd love if there was some way that they, they have the capability of with different devices, but not, not with like Apple music or your iPhone, but I'd love if I could somehow have waterproof earbuds that worked with my iPhone to sync music or something when I'm swimming. Um, or in those, in those situations where like certain races or certain, um, organized events don't allow music for safety or for regulation reasons, it, it definitely feels a little different. I'm, I'm still able to do well, like in a triathlon, but it's definitely a lot different when you're in this crowd of people and you're like, I, I want, I want my pumped up playlist. Like, I, yeah. need, I need to get myself psyched for this. Like I need to get, get going. And so it's, it's kind of interesting going to those when you're, when, when I'm on my own, I'm usually always, always jamming to something. Yeah. And, and I ran a 5k race a week ago on Saturday and I, I just didn't bring my headphones with me. And I was thinking, this is a new, uh, I was in Naples, Florida. And so it was, an, it was a new environment for me for running a race. And I just wanted to kind of experience everything, including like the environment and, and hear like everybody breathing and everything. And it was, it was cool. Um, mm. but, uh, and, and I had an upset stomach and I'd been traveling. So it was like not ideal. Um, but with all those factors in, I was like, I wish I had my music right now. And I did enjoy like, hearing everyone around me like hearing their breathing patterns and all that and and even just like footsteps and everything and, and nature mm-hmm. it was great um but then today i had i had a 5k race and i had my music and i was just like you know i started out with a lower volume and like here, here kind of fill it out here everyone around me but then like if i really want to pump it up like take myself to the next level it's like uh, start slowly you know raise the volume a little bit and, and just feel the music and it can be a great distraction from how bad you feel exerting yourself, <laughs> um, how, how much you're breathing. Like you, you don't, the, the sound of breathing can, can intimidate you, but mm-hmm. w- whereas the feeling of it, it can, can feel good. And so it, it, to find that balance is awesome. Um, and, and I know yeah. for me, like if I go to like a live concert now, I'm so used to like working out to music and like, like mm-hmm. my run is almost like a dance. It's like, if you're like stuck <laughs> in traffic, you just want to like move, you know, if you're like really into it. Well, if you're like doing a workout, you literally are moving to it, you know, and if you go to a concert, it's like, I, I used to be like like this, this, you know, just smiling, but like very still like a concert goer. And now just from like the routine of working out to music and everything, when I go to a concert, I really feel it. And I'm like, I, I become that person that like kind of dances to everything and, and just really, <laughs> and, and I feel better for it. Oh yeah. It's, it's totally like a different experience. Um, one thing I, I, I do want to bring up, I'm, I'm definitely more of an outdoors and I try to take advantage of it as much as I can. And in a place like Arizona, I'm lucky where the weather allows for it most times. But for those times where I am at a gym that I will say like the, the worst feeling is going for your gym bag and realizing either these days, either your headphones are dead or you forgot headphones yeah. or if you're going from work to the gym or some just 
transition thing where you have to kind of grab things it's i've i've now have like two extra pairs of headphones like in any bag i have just mm-hmm. because it's like i have gone to the gym before and either done the elliptical or worse like a spin bike and when you don't have music and you're just kind of sitting there bobbing on a machine and you don't even have a screen depending on what gym you're going <laughs> to it is it is mindless like outdoor like it is it is painful like at yes. least with outdoors there's like change of environment and everything yeah but I can count on one hand the times where I've forgot headphones or forgot music or don't have a device or batteries dead or whatever that ends up with me trying to do a workout at a, at a physical gym location without music. And it is just, it's like the longest 30 minutes of my life. Yeah, totally. All right, Kyle, well, thanks so much for joining me. Where can people follow you, you know, on, on Twitter and Instagram and, and Strava and Apple music? Where are you on the internet? So I'm on, um, on twitter as kyle seth gray that's g-r-a-y um i also have a website of that same name kyle seth gray.com where i awesome. occasionally blog um I, I try to write about health and fitness stuff but i'm kind of sporadic with my writing there um and then on instagram i'll try to i try to post stories about everything from biking to music i like to what i'm doing um at kyle seth gray on instagram and um my strava is actually linked to for my website because or but my strava username is also the same cool cool All right. Well, thanks so much, Kyle, for joining me. And uh, we'll check back in with you in the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Zach. Uh, My thanks again to Kyle Seth Gray for joining me. We recorded on a Saturday morning. I had just finished a 5K run and Kyle had uh, knocked out some of his activity rings as well. So we we managed to squeeze in a quick hour to have that conversation. Um, One thing we didn't get to is that... Kyle Seth Gray was in the 2017 Dear Apple ad. That's the commercial that Apple revealed at the September 2017 event where the Apple Watch Series 3 was shown. And it's really a beautiful commercial for the Apple Watch because it includes real people like Kyle Seth Gray who wrote letters to Apple telling them about how the Apple Watch changed their life. And in the ad, it's people from all backgrounds reading the letter that they sent to Apple kind of in the environment that, that, that they, they live in. And for Kyle, that meant riding an indoor bike at the gym and sweating and reading the email that he had written. And there are many more beautiful, please shot and read stories from real people on that commercial. So we'll have that linked in the show notes. And, uh, also, uh, I want to say reach out to Kyle Seth Gray. If you want to talk about health or fitness, I'm always available on Twitter and email at Apollo Zach and Zach at 95Mac.com. Kyle is also a great resource for me personally and for a lot of people. He's really down to earth. He's really friendly and he's really smart. So he can, he can give you advice that is, um, you know, fit for any, any situation, I believe. And, uh, finally, this is episode four of the 95 Mac Watch Time podcast. We only plan to do, you know, maybe another four or five um, this season. But if you do enjoy the podcast, the best way to let us know is to subscribe to the show, to rate us in iTunes with a star rating, leave a review, and um, really helps us know 
if you like this show. So that lets us know if we should do more episodes in the future. Um, if you listen in Overcast, you can tap the star icon in, in the uh, Overcast podcast player, and that helps more people discover the show too. Um, and, and of course, the best way to share the show with people is to send a link to a friend or family member and recommend us that way. It really helps people come to the show. And for that, I thank everybody. And especially thanks for the feedback from every episode so far, especially last last episode. Uh, it's meant a lot to me, the people who have confided in me about um, similar issues, struggles, experiences with mental health. And um, it, it, it means a lot to me that people can connect to me that way and to each other. And that's exactly the, the goal of this show is to talk about all the challenges we have in our life and how the Apple Watch can make an impact, even if it's small. Uh, if this can guide us in the right direction. So keep the feedback coming. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at ApolloZach and same on Instagram. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-Z-A-C. And uh, you can email me privately at Zach at 95Mac.com. That's Z-A-C at 95Mac.com. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of Watch Time. Thanks, everybody.